Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. The format of the show is as follows. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five and seven of them, and we just give our honest reaction on what we hear. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question. We give our honest reactions to it. It's not really a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. The main goal is just to get new new music into people's ears. Hopefully, even if we don't enjoy it and roast it, you go out and support it if you do like it. Buy physical releases, support the band in whatever way that you can, and ultimately just stay engaged with what's going on because there's always good stuff going on and uh this podcast just aims to highlight that that's really it. it's a very simple simple goal uh simple format and uh we have a lot of fun doing it so i think we're just going to keep doing it until people um don't give a shit anymore but uh as i've as i've mentioned a few times over the course of uh doing this show um more than anything it's uh it's just helpful to keep me engaged with new stuff uh the amount of new shit that i found because of this podcast is astronomical um, I just was kind of reflecting on that earlier today when I was listening to like a playlist I made in the car and, uh, probably a good, you know, half to two thirds of it was stuff that was submitted just via the podcast over the last, you know, year and a year and some months that we've been doing it. So I, I kind of shouted out everybody last episode, but again, up top this episode, just uh, shout out to everybody who submit, who submits stuff and sends cool stuff our way because, um, we, you know, we both discover a lot of shit that we may not, uh, we may not have come across our desk otherwise. So. Nate, you got anything to uh, to address up top this week? Well, I mean, nothing's really happened to me this week, but I was wondering, uh, what about you? You know, you got any any grief you got to get off your chest? <laughs> any grief? Yeah, any, anything going on? It's always me ranting and raving. I think you like to prance me around like a little fucking angry monkey or something. <laughs> I just like to I just like to lead, you know, with you airing out any grievances and or stories or even, you know, fond recollections that you have up top. It doesn't have to be um, an angry rant. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I know. But that's just usually what I, I think what folks expect from me. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to you're trying to break out and like create a new character arc for yourself. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just wondering what's what's happening with the other half. How's uh how's the gentrification of the secondhand market coming? <laughs> it's going really well. Um, I don't know if it counts as gentrification or not. I've been doing it for a long time, and I I started out doing it because I was broke uh, growing up, and then I just kept doing it because I was also broke as an adult, and now I'm just I'm now I'm flipping it into rent. To, into rent money so if that counts as gentrification i'm not entirely sure but if so um it's it's paying my rent and allowing me to eat delicious vegan chili so i'll take it either way it's going well, i was thinking about it you know i put it that way because i was thinking about it you know winter's coming up mm-hmm. um it's been very shitty here today it has um and uh, we had like a really nice run of good weather and you know you could wear your summer clothes if you wanted to but now people need need clothes and there's plenty of poor people that need clothes yeah when i uh, go to work sometimes in the morning i see uh the offspring of some of the lower income people swaddled in blankets walking to school like refugees i've brought up before yeah i think boy if only they could have some stylish (laughs) jackets and stuff that didn't cost a fortune but could be easily obtained and help them look ironically fashionable for the period yeah. Um, and then I got to thinking about you swapping that shit for, you know, dozens of dollars, if not hundreds of dollars online to people that, uh, frankly, could go out and do the exact same thing for themselves right. for a fraction of the cost and the mm-hmm. whole time 
these little ragamuffins have to continue to walk to school in sweatpants and blankets because <laughs> they cannot afford to look stylish. Instead, they'll get their they'll get their uh, stiff Wranglers and their uh, shitty fucking you know button up flannel shirts for two dollars from Rural King. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I I know you say this half in jest, but there there has been like a bit of a a bit of a blowback just because like for the, this obviously like this market has existed for many many years, um, but recently just with like the visibility of things that previously weren't visible to certain demographics on the internet, um, you get people who come in with hot opinions on shit that they don't that they don't are not very well informed about. So. A few young people with like straight bangs and green hair uh, have been upset about this precise premise uh, recently, and uh, the 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 rebuttal that I would offer to you is the same that I would offer to them, which is that the amount of stuff that is actually valuable on the resale market is so so minuscule um, that it's kind of laughable. So when I go into a uh, a thrift store, say there's forty nice winter jackets on the rack. The amount that I could pull out of that, that I could make any money off of whatsoever is one to two at an average place. Um, and like the amount of clothes that I'm walking out of overall with a spot that I go into is again, like minuscule compared to what they actually have in stock. And having worked behind the scenes at one of those spots, they also bundle up literal tons of clothes, like of stuff that they can't move and just send it to dumps and throw it all away because most of those places are for-profit businesses despite what they would have you believe and they get all their product for free. So they send them all to dumps. Um, so much like with uh, environmental activism and other things of that nature, a lot of the onus falls on the corporations who are doing the things uh, that are actually bad. Um, but because that is a very inconvenient thing to have to actually tackle and confront, um, popular discourse about the topic would have you believe the onus falls on the individual. And while that's certainly true to some extent, I don't think that me grabbing one Tommy jacket off of a shelf is uh, going to deprive anybody of their uh, right to warmth. So I feel pretty good um, about what I'm doing. Next time I see some poor kid or even some homeless person mm -hmm. that uh, looks like utter shit because they can't afford anything nice, I'm going to think, you know, you should hit up. I'm sure you can buy a 30-year-old starter jacket for $75 for this person, whereas you could have found it for perhaps six or less um, at the uh, nearest Goodwill. Well, you know what? I'm all about, I'm all about supporting everybody's human rights, rights to, uh, to be able to live happily, um, to work, to pursue one's dreams, to eat, to be fed, to be housed. But uh, I don't think stunting is a human right. So that's, that's my position on that. I don't think flexing on your peers is a human right. Um, also, I, I, I will say I just gave uh, probably 100 pieces of clothing to the homeless shelter literally last week. So uh, I'm killing it. Well, they're still going to look like bums because it was all the bullshit that nobody wanted <laughs> to buy so that they could look, uh, you know, so they could dress in period costume as though it were 2020 and people wanted to dress it in the old timey manner. I mean, 1920 and people wanted to dress in the old timey manner of folks in 1870. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's the case, but at least they'll be warm in their uh, secondhand Tommy Hilfiger button downs. And then guess what's going to happen to that secondhand Tommy Hilfiger button down?
What's that? Into the trash it goes. (laughs) Into the trash it goes. After one season, it is no longer cool. And um, that's what's going to happen to it. And the whole time, maybe some kid could have used that to look presentable for, I don't know, asking somebody out for the prom. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, a homeless person could have could have worn that to maybe not get to, to look a little less uh, derisive, right? To have mm-hmm. to have a less disheveled appearance. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I'm a, I'm a well documented enemy of the working class, so this all tracks. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I mean, shit's going well on the professional fr- front. I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm making enough to uh, pay the rent and eat and stuff. So that's pretty much all I want out of this life. As long as I can do that and listen to records and and uh, and uh, make and listen to music, I'm I'm pretty stoked on on uh, things going on in my life. And beyond that, nothing's nothing's really happening because nothing really can happen right now, can it? No, not much can happen. Um, now more than ever, despite this, despite things are popping off more than they ever have in 2021. Now more than ever is the time to do nothing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Now more than ever. So yeah, I'm not doing shit. Uh, that's literally all I'm doing. I'm just, uh, doing, doing work stuff and, uh, listening to tapes at home. And that's, that's it. That's the extent of my, uh, that's the extent of my life at the moment. And I'm not, I'm not pissed about it, but I will be happy when it can, uh, begin, when I can resume doing other fucking things that I like to do. That's for sure. It's never going to happen. <laughs> you, you think you're, you're, you've moved on to never going to happen now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, no matter what, we ain't going back. I think that, uh, I think that, uh, I, I was standing in line at Rural King the other day, um, cause that's where I buy clothes mm-hmm. and, uh, standing in line at Rural King, I was purchasing a shirt for work and, um, there was this, I, I really, I really, really wish in, in retrospect, I would have bought it, but it was like $14. There was this magazine called like American survivalist or some shit like that. Yeah. And the cover of the magazine was like this photoshopped image of like three models, like a man, a woman, and, and, and like, we'll say like a, you know, a 13 year old girl mm-hmm. that looked like a scene straight out of the fucking walking dead. Like the man <laughs> had, a, had a long beard on and like a, like a hoodie that was more, more, a just as much a fucking cloak as right. it was a, uh, an actual like hoodie. And the woman was clutching an infant to her chest and she was wearing like leather saddlebags on her hips and pouches full of things that they might need to survive. And the girl had like a fashioned like bow staff out of an axe handle wrapped in cloth to like prevent her hands from blistering from swinging it, which, you know. Hey, I assume that if you've survived this long in the post-apocalypse, you got some fucking calluses in those tender hands. I don't care how fucking old they are. Right. You know, you shouldn't be getting axe handles. Uh, you shouldn't be getting blisters from swinging an axe handle, uh, you know, much past, uh, we'll say, a week and a half, 10, mm-hmm. maybe 14 days into the apocalypse. Yeah. But these people were like fleeing the remains of like a blasted, fiery city that one can only assume was burned to the ground by Black Lives Matter. (laughs) And uh, I really and like it was the perfect placement in Rural King for this with like the fucking rubes. And I, I, I was laughing heartily. (laughs) <laughs> and almost bought it. But like I said, it was like 14 fucking dollars. It's like, well, shit, I might actually need that $14 to buy me some supplies. Not, uh, you know, not fucking survival porn and like fanfic here in the, uh, you know, the, the lane at Rural King. And then I saw another one in um, 
I can't remember where it was. It was like an it was like a Target or something or a Meyer. But I yeah. saw another one with a similar sort of like setup. So survival's all the rage, man. And um, you know, I'm just gonna let you know that <clears throat> that Tommy Hilfiger fucking hoodie ain't mm-hmm. worth jack and shit after everything ends. <laughs> That's that is true. I it ain't gonna keep you warm. Mm-hmm. It ain't meant to last. It is cheap, fast fashion. It is garbage. You guys need to be stocking up on the real deal, motherfucking Carhartt. I, yo, I, I it's, it's as you. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because Carhartt is the uh, is about the hottest thing going right now. Okay, uh, so and, people are ahead of the curve. Yeah, Carhartt's about the hottest thing going right now. I sold uh, just kind of a basic, like '90s Carhartt jacket for about a hundred bucks the other day. So there well, you go. I get a sixty percent discount because of my job on Carhartt, so maybe I'll stock up. You should. You could. You could. Re, you could resell that for for a pretty penny. Uh, I, but I got, I got Carhartt hanging in my closet. I'm I'm ready to go in case shit pops off. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm telling you what, my skills will be highly in demand when shit That's pops true. off. That's true. I will have no in demand skills whatsoever. My only uh, my only hope in a post apocalyptic scenario is that I can sort of like weasel and connive my way into some sort of position of influence by utilizing my uh, oration, my yeah. uh, my my oratory skills. Beyond that, I'm pretty much fucked. I don't have a whole lot of like practically applicable skills. So, see, I, I've got I've got uh, the oratory ability and woodcraft. Oh, <laughs> That's true. You want to know if that plant's poisonous or not? That'll be Six squirrel heads, please. <laughs> yeah, you are supremely equipped for a post-apocalyptic scenario. There's no question. Oh, you're a vegan and don't have any squirrel heads? Then I suppose you'll never know if that plant is poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be on my way. <laughs> well, yo, mark my words. If the po- if we do find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic scenario, all bets are off on veganism. Dude, I'm, if uh, we find ourselves in that scenario, I will weep for all wildlife because it is fucked. Yeah, that's for sure. Basically, any little critter that uh, can't immediately, they're all going extinct, right? Yeah. yeah. Park squirrels are the first thing. You go out the park, you got you find some crackers in the dump, and the, some cracker crumbs, you throw it down, here comes a squirrel stomp. Thanks, dinner, right? Yeah. They're yeah. the first thing. Cats and dogs, eaten, right? Maybe <laughs> yeah. not dogs because you can use them for something. Cats, eaten, right? Mm-hmm. Um Cows, fuck, <laughs> dude. Cows ain't even gonna last a fucking week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Imagine the bum rush on on, uh, on cattle farms. Cows and horses and pigs and all those furry little farmland animals—they're fucked, right? Yeah, for sure. Chickens yep. keep them around to lay some eggs, but uh, you know, push comes to shove. Yep. Fuck you, Henrietta. <laughs> well, I hope we don't find ourselves there anytime soon. Um, so on that note, let's, uh, after being <laughs> this first, spending this first 15 minutes <laughs> defending my professional endeavors <laughs> against your claims of gentrification and, and, uh, and, uh, freezing out the poor from their access to warmth, uh, let's pivot to music. <laughs> so, so we got, uh, we got some good stuff in the queue this week. At least, uh, at least it looks like some potentially good stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll see if it delivers. Um, also just a, a quick a quick heads up before we do go into this we've been getting a shit ton of submissions lately which is really fucking dope um we're, we're stacked up so if you don't hear your stuff coming up in the queue it's not because we skipped over you it's probably just because i haven't gotten to your to your submission yet and then one small bit of advice i would impart to people sending stuff in a lot of people like to send in a few things in one email which uh, in theory, is totally fine and cool and i get why you do it because you're just thinking of it but the problem is 
I'll typically only pick one thing from one person per week, just so that it's not like stacked. If someone sends five things in, I'm not sent, you know, I don't have five submissions from one person. Mm. Um, but the problem is I can't always remember who sent in multiple things. And we have, I have literally thousands of emails in our folder um, and we're getting dozens just like every week. So uh, it's very hard for me to remember to go back and check. So try to send one thing at a time if you don't want stuff to get, uh, if you don't want stuff to get passed over. So uh, on that note, let's uh, let's jump into it. So the first thing that we have is is actually something that I listened to in kind of just in passing because a bunch of people were posting about it in the uh, demo list and Facebook group. It is a band called Skinhead, and uh, this was sent in by Ben Stuckey, but I think a f- I think one or two other people sent it in uh, as well. And uh, it's it, well, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. I think it's a solo project of an older dude who's been in like a bunch a bunch of hardcore bands and metal and oi bands over the years. Um, and I'm not exactly sure if it's a joke or if it's serious or if it's tongue in cheek or what. Um, I guess if we get to it, we'll uh, we'll explore that more. Then next up, we have a band called N Love, E-N Love. This was sent in by Elijah N- uh, Nikovsky, who is in the band. And uh, this is uh, this is an EP that they just came out with. It is their first proper release. They had a demo that came out in 2018. They are from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I actually, I kind of know about this band because I was going to book them a show at the house with another band um, before shit went to hell. So, uh, but I have not actually listened to them. And then this, this just came out, I think, uh, in like the middle of last month. Then next up, we have a resubmission. This was sent in by a few people last week. Uh, Ryan Donahoe resubmitted it. The band is Flower City. They're from Austin, Texas. I really don't know anything about this other than the fact that a few people thought it was good enough to send our way. Then next up, we have Fuse. This was uh, this was sent in by John from the Path, who has been steadily sending in uh, international stuff every week. So big ups to John for continuing to send in uh, dope international stuff our way. The release is "This Segregation Will End." It's a band from Singapore. Uh, cover and the logo and stuff look cool. I don't know anything about it, but uh, but it looks rad. Then we have got "Along Came Pauly," P-A-U-L-L-Y, Pauly. I gotta say that's one of the worst names I've seen in a while. Um, the release is ACP 2020. This is, I believe a solo project. It was sent in by Eric, either Stucky or Stuky. There's no C it's not a CK. It's just a K. So I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, this is a friend of Eric's that, uh, that he saw fit to send in. He said it's kind of post punky shoegazy stuff. Then we have got Autolith with caustic light. This is a submission from Spencer Martin, who I think sent this in a while back, but I'm not sure if it, if it made it into the queue. We might I might have just missed the email, um, but uh, he compared it to uh, his hero is gone favorably and other uh, kind of crusty hardcore of that era and ilk. Then we have got uh, a band that we have not heard from in quite a while, a band called Brain Cave. This was sent in by Michael Bellis, who plays in the band. Uh, Nate, I think um, I think Brain Cave is the ba- is the band that you described as like the ghost of like the vocals sounding like the ghost of a band. Oh, yeah, that was like last year. That was almost a year ago, like maybe more than a year ago. Yes, yes. The, the uh, what was it? The um 
the haunted the haunting of a ghost of good the haunting of the ghost of good music or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think the ghost of good mu- music haunted by yet another ghost. I that think was the way he, what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um so so uh Michael thought he would give it a uh, another go. Um he said, you know, he's he's aware that he's opening up himself up to uh, potentially another roasting, but he wanted to give it another try. Um they're releasing a uh a four-way split, I believe, with uh, some other Ohio bands. So uh, this is, uh, yeah, he sent in the four-way split, and they've got two tracks on it. Yo, shout out to Michael Bellis for being a uh, a trooper and sure. uh, and uh, and giving it a second go. It's never any hard feelings, unless sometimes it is. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not in this case. Right. For sure. Um, then we have got Wrong War with Fixed Against Forever. This is a Chicago, Illinois band um, that features members of Ottawa. As most people uh, who are familiar with 90s hardcore will know most notably from the Ottawa Jihad split. Um, this was sent in by the uh, the uh, the ever-reliable Rich Miles. I chat with Rich a lot outside of the context of the, context of the podcast. He's a regular, has been a regular listener, I think, for basically the duration of the show and uh, often has uh, interesting thoughts about some of the stuff that we hear on here. Uh, he said that this is, uh, he compared it to like Articles of Faith, like later era Articles of Faith, um, which is sick because that's not a band that you hear referenced sonically a whole lot at mm-hmm. all. And I think Articles of Faith is is uh, one of the best bands of uh, like the that first wave of midwest hardcore for sure then uh next up we got a submission from your homie steve uh nutrition with their no ep this is a band from british columbia he sent it in uh i think there's like three pre-release songs out uh for an upcoming uh seven inch ep that they're dropping and uh he said he mentioned it to you so uh yeah i don't know if you've listened to this or, or not yet i did but we were going back and forth on several things that we had been checking out and um we landed on well he had never heard cruelster so mm-hmm. we landed on cruelster and then we're basically just texting cruelster lyrics back and forth so i forget i forgot to check this band out word right on well yeah he sent uh, he sent this into the pod so i'm, I'm kind of stoked to check this out it looks dope and then last up we have uh we have a returning release from a band that i thought had uh, had thrown in the towel but uh maybe not it is uh, pcp and the knives um Definitely one of the one of the the more rad bands that we have had on the podcast. Um, this was sent in by Jeremy Thompson. I'm not sure if this is so. I was in contact with one of the dudes from this band uh, months and months ago when I when I still had Twitter. Um, we were kind of in contact on there and messaged back and forth. And he hit me up after he uh, he listened to the podcast and and heard them on there. And I think he had mentioned that they were breaking up. This might be like a posthumous release. I'm not really sure on that. There's no information um, about this, but I think he had hinted at the fact that there was like a release that they were planning to put out posthumously. So I'm not sure if this is if they're back together or if this is just a release they had been sitting on or what. Um but either way, I hope we land on it cuz this band fucking rules. So that's uh that's all we got in the queue for tonight. Let's let's roll the dice. All right. You would think that I have it handy, but I don't. You would think that. Yeah, but you know, I move I move shit around. Yeah. Um two Okay, two is N Love. The Bandcamp is nlovehc.bandcamp.com. That's e n lovehc.bandcamp.com. As I mentioned, they're from Columbus, Ohio, and this is their first proper EP following a demo that came out two years ago. So uh, they've really been resting on their laurels. 
Um, let's see. This is a six song release. It's entitled Love Will Drown the Nest. There's no, uh, there's no self-titled track or anything like that. Uh, the first song looks pretty representative of song lengths overall on the record, and that's what they have queued up to play. So let's just jump right into the front, I guess. Um, so we're going to listen to the first track on this, Poacher's Discard by N Love off of their EP, Love Will Drown the Nest. All righty. Okay, we just heard the song Poachers Discard by N Love off of their debut EP, Love Will Drown the Nest. Nate, what'd you think about that? That was pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I like the uh, vocal delivery. I mean, the music itself was pretty was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it didn't like grab me or anything like that, but it was catchy enough that kept me going. But I felt like for me anyway, it was the the sort of like venomous delivery of the vocals that kind of kept me engaged there. Yeah. Um, kind of kept me my attention peaked. Um, I'm glad. So I was wondering what that song was going to do because they were basically like through it all in the first minute. And then there was like another 40 minutes to 40 seconds to go. Yeah. Um, and then it slowed down for a second. I thought, Oh, please don't be a gratuitous breakdown. Yes. I, I had the same thought. Yeah. Please don't be a gratuitous, stupid breakdown. And it wasn't, but at the same time they did nothing with that bridge. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that said, that said, I will stay. I'll still say it was. It's it's preferable to do it in the gratuitous breakdown because oh, I was sure. crossing my fingers, wish thinking exactly the same thing. Like, please don't lead up to like an obligatory, really boring mosh part yeah. here. You know. Yeah, I mean, all, all in all, I like this just fine. Um, it's, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I like this just fine. It was a catchy riff, especially for the verse, um, and. Uh, you know, amorphous sort of lyrics that uh, may or may not mean anything to anybody aside from the person that wrote them. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what the fuck that's about, which is fine. Um, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, I like the vocal delivery a lot. 
Um, it's not what I expected, at least looking at the picture of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, agreed because, for sure. I mean, it looks like it looks like they're trying to be a Molchad Doma cover band. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of gr- a lot of blacks and grays, a lot of blacks and grays, and high contrast with the white, and then you know the artsy mirror reflecting them back with the round glasses. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. all in all, I think this was pretty good. Um, I kind of wish, I I kind of wish either the song was about. 25 seconds shorter i could have just done without that bridge it didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. um but i didn't write the song and uh, i liked it well enough so yeah no for sure i was uh, i was really pleasantly surprised by this actually uh again you, can't, you kind of mentioned what they looked like um and uh just based on the old uh, judging a book by its cover phenomenon i didn't necessarily expect anything great out of this just considering they were they described themselves as a hardcore band and like these do these dudes don't necessarily necessarily look like what i would say are uh at, at first glance appear like dyed in the wool hardcore dudes you know what i mean but um, you know what that's to their benefit right it is definitely to their benefit because it's yes. it's, it's better than like you know trying to trying to like cosplay as something For you know sure. what i'm saying don't, don't absolutely let people, don't let them see you coming Right. No, for sure. I agree entirely. Um, but yeah, you know, just like I said, just judging a book by its cover, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I wasn't expecting, as you mentioned, I think a highlight of this track was incredibly fierce vocal delivery. Um, the, uh, the artwork is also, I, I think the artwork is dope, but again, like did not give me an idea. It's kind yeah. of like, a, an expressionist painting. Um, yeah, I like the artwork too. It's, it it's looks- dope. It looks like maybe watercolor or acrylic or something like that. I mean, it definitely looks painted. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I like it too. Yeah, no, it was rad. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm really glad they did not do the obligatory breakdown thing. I was Because I was liking the song a lot up to that point, so I was hoping they didn't derail it. I do wish that they had done a little bit something extra or just cut the song, as you mentioned, by 25, 30 seconds. I think that would have worked too. Um, I don't really know the age of these dudes. They look probably like mid-20s-ish. Um I heard a lot of, uh, and and you know, feel free to write in or call in and tell me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like I heard a lot of trash talk influence on this. And if you guys are 26 years old, it would, you know, 25, 26 years old, it would make a lot of sense that that would be an incredibly formative band for you because they were definitely hitting their stride in terms of like more mainstream popularity during the time when you were probably getting into this shit, especially in the vocal delivery and just the tempo of it. This. Mm-hmm. This this felt very trash talky, which is not like a an influence that I think is uh, super prevalent in a lot of contemporary younger bands. And it, I think what I liked about this overall was it was kind of hard to put a finger on. Like this, yeah. this this was not something that you could easily throw into like a pre existing category of sort of like hot punk and hardcore right now. Like it wasn't sort of like weirdo gag chain punk reverby vocals but it was not tough guy shit by any stretch of the imagination and it wasn't even like more just straight ahead hardcore like restraining order it kind of like straddled a line between a lot of different things and i think it overall did it pretty well um and it looks like this none of the run times on this are, are long um this is coming out on or it might already be out on uh 12 inch lp and cassette on delayed gratification vlad nikovsky who runs that has sent uh, a handful of stuff from his label into the show before and we've checked out a handful of bands that he's put out i'm not sure uh i'm not sure if the nikovsky who is in this band is uh, any relation to vlad but i would imagine i would imagine there is probably some relation there yeah i mean uh, come on right yeah Right. Yes. I, I don't imagine that there's a lot of uh, Nikovskis uh, in the hardcore scene in Columbus, Ohio. Um, 
so uh, yeah, overall, I thought that was uh, that was really solid. I was very pleasantly surprised by it for sure, and I will uh, I will probably check out the rest of that EP. And and this, so I, I like the fact you brought up that it's difficult to pin down, and um, there's a bit of mystery to it, right? This is actually mysterious guy hardcore. Right. That is true. Right. Because looking at these dudes, you would not guess that they are in a hardcore band. And uh, and it's not immediately apparent sort of what like tidy scene that they would fit into. So, no. So, yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah, th- yeah. This stuff was good. I dug it. I, I, I dug it quite a bit. I was, like I said, very pleasantly surprised by that. Uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. All right. Six. Six is uh brain cave so they're gonna get uh this is their this is their redemption their opportunity to redemption um he michael suggested the second song on here you can hear this at tinygodinc.com no no band camp they just went ahead and paid for the url they're big they're label big wigs so uh tiny god inc i believe is the label this is coming out on this is uh another ohio based band and label um tiny guys based out of cleveland i think brain cave is as well so uh, yeah, Michael suggested the second track of theirs on this um, seasons work. Seasons work. So I will uh, I will defer to Michael. So we're going to listen to seasons work by Brain Cave off of their split their four way split Ohio Power.
Okay, we just heard the song Seasons Work by the band Brain Cave off of their uh, four-way split Ohio Power. Nate, what'd you think about that? I like that. Um, I did too. That was a lot better than what we heard last year. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be, I don't know, how long has these guys been around? I honestly don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, April, tw- April 2018 with a demo. I can't remember which song or whatever. Oh, wait, never mind. It's not that band. Um, Brain Cave. Their demo came out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, 2018. Okay. So this sounded like a much more realized song than uh, what we heard last year. Definitely, yes. Uh, I like this a lot. Um, Like right off the bat, obviously, like an obvious comparison is some of that big, loud, post-hardcore shit like Isis Mm -hmm. um, for me. And um, Cavity is, I heard, you know, it reminded me of Cavity in places as well. It kind of reminded me of like, what would Cavity sound like if they took a, a... a lot of influence from like Fugazi and ISIS. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know? For sure. Um, and I think I think in some of the bigger, like that kind of big chunky chorus riff too, I heard, definitely heard like some helmet influence. Yeah. Yeah, I like this a lot actually. Um, it's a shame that it's on a four-way split because I sure as shit am not buying a four-way split. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yo, four-way splits are called a comp. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Yes. That is um, a comp at that point. And I, I, I am not buying that. Um, that's like a, that's like a record label sampler. Um, right. And, uh, you know, it verily is because, you know, like tiny God only has six bands on their, on their band camp right now anyway. So just, you know what, give us a fucking, give us a fucking sampler for your label. Um, but yeah, I like that a lot. I'm not going to bitch about petty shit, like a four way split and how stupid that is. Um, but you know, yeah, that was dope. I like that a lot. Good job. Sounded great. Wish I could hear more of it. And gonna go back and probably uh, give uh, Brain Cave's entire output a diff- uh, another listen with like a different headspace in. Well, you know, I think that I think the the first time around, you described it as you know the ghost of a good of a good band haunted by yet another ghost, right? I think we acknowledge from Jump, even in our criticism, that there was definitely, like, the, the the DNA of good shit was present in what they were doing from Jump. Yeah. Um, it was enough so that we acknowledge, like, yo, this could definitely be good if a few more steps were taken. And uh, I think they took those steps because, yeah, this was sick. I liked this a lot. I what Actually, what immediately came to mind was we got that band on the last episode, Mooncaster, that, like, post-hardcore band, mm-hmm. and we were kind yeah. of l- l- lamenting the fact that there just weren't like the chunky riffs in there that both of us want when we think of post hardcore. And, uh, this had all those, but it also had like spacey parts and like, there were some like subtle sort of spacey leads in there, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, they incorporated those more like spaced out, uh, abstract elements. As you mentioned, I think ISIS is, is a good, um, is, is a good reference point for that for sure. Um, with like the chunkier, more like helmet riffs that I love and really want to hear if I'm listening to a contemporary post hardcore band, they did, uh, they did all of it pretty, pretty masterfully. And I, I dug, I dug all three minutes of that, that song and none of it felt, um, 
none of it felt like uh it you know it didn't drag everything everything felt like it served the song very well um yeah i i dug that mike michael bellis you uh you took a gamble and you tried a second time and uh and you won so i guess that's see that's why people play the lottery because if you if you can't win if you don't play yeah that's why i never win because <laughs> you don't play i know i don't play no and <laughs> right. i've never won the lottery right i've played it like i don't know five times right. sometimes because sometimes man it's just too much money to ignore. Right. Yeah, that's true for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck it. There's a dollar, right? Yeah. A few years ago, I bought um, I bought like a Powerball ticket and no one had claimed the prize or whatever. The, the winner, the winning ticket was still out there. And then I remembered like, oh shit, I bought a ticket for that Powerball like, you know, a week after it happened. But uh, mm-hmm. wasn't me. Never was me. <laughs> yeah, I've I've won I've won a little bit of money on scratch offs, but not much. Yeah, um, if I if I won a Powerball ticket like a big one, yeah. I'd let everybody know, and uh-huh. then I'd be like, "Come and take it." <laughs> like you'd put out like a public challenge to all Every, comers. Everybody, come and get it. Yep, yep. <laughs> all my fucking relatives. You know what I mean? Because they 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 say how like you hear from people you haven't your relatives and look you know and stuff like that. And like I'm in good relationship with all my relatives, but I guess we'd really find out who the fucking shits were. And I don't have a ton of friends that like that. Like uh, from my past that, you know, I cut ties with because they were shits. Right. But like I said, I would just put that out there, but like, come and take it. Right. <laughs> I would start like a, I don't know. I start like a fucking Twitter account and add all my, add all my relatives, Facebook account, all my friends were like, Hey, I just won hundreds of millions of dollars and then see who takes the bait. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, uh, I I hope that you hit the Powerball A, just because I'd like to see my friends prosper, and B, because I would love to see that play out in real time. Yeah, yeah. And then when they did show up, you yeah. know, it would be like uh, you know, the the justice, the, the judgment of the Almighty laying above <laughs> them. Right? They'd have to plead their case before me. Right? <laughs> and either way, either way, let's say they get a million bucks. Right? Either way. Yeah. But either I give them a million bucks to make their life uh, bountiful and fruitful and help turn them around, yeah. Or I use a million dollars, a million dollars to just fuck them over. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like the I like the contrast of those two options. Either you're getting the biggest break that you've ever gotten, yeah. or else you're getting the most money that anyone has ever invested to ruin you. <laughs> it reminds me of that we talked about that that reality show called What Will Happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's a it's a it's it's a high stakes gambling and it's a home remodeling show and it's it's an adventure vacation destination show all in one you know right yeah and the people the people have a home that they want to remodel and <laughs> you know you get like a fucking quarter of a million dollar remodel on your home basically like you are getting a brand new quarter million dollar house if you are selected but only if the coin flip goes your way. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And so the family is rushed away on a luxurious, all expenses paid vacation, adventure vacation. They don't know what's going to happen on the vacation. And as soon as they're off the scene, a coin is flipped. And if it's heads, then they get their new home all rebuilt. And if it's tails, their lives are fucking ruined as their house is gutted for whatever valuable materials can be recycled from it. And they're left with basically just a hollow shell that provides the barest amount of fucking shelter to them, right? And they know this. And the whole time that they're on their destination vacation in like, you know, I don't know, fucking Costa Rica, 
Everything yeah. that they do depends upon a coin flip. So they're always reminded that their finances and their lives were hang on the balance of a coin flip. It seems I, like it seems like it, it maybe only the most desperate of people would take advantage of this opportunity. Okay. Uh, they're, they're low. Yo, if, if, if we've learned one thing, yeah. it is in, in the modern era, right? Uh-huh. It is that people are willing to go to literally any trough that they can feed in for popularity. That is true for sure. Right. Yes. There's no bar too low. So you get all sorts of people that sign up. Are you going to go paragliding today in Costa Rica? Or are you going to go, I don't know, uh, deep sea fishing? Let's flip, flip a coin and find out. And after like three weeks, they come home and their house is obscured and hidden from them. And then the big reveal is, what happened? Do they have a brand new fancy home or are their lives ruined? <laughs> That would be one reality show that I would actually tune into every single week. <laughs> and I love just calling it What Will Happen. Because <laughs> it's such an innocuous name, you know what I mean? It really yeah. doesn't suggest the the gravity of the actual situation that these families are finding themselves in. Yeah, so if I won the Powerball, it would be like that, right? People would right. show up and plead to me, my family members, my friends would show up and give me their fucking case and why, you know, maybe I could help them out a little bit. And if I like it, cool, here you go helping you out. If not, I'm spending a million dollars to ruin your life. <laughs> well, on the coin flip, uh, Brain Cave came up heads. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. We liked this a lot. So, yo, thanks to Mike for sending this in again. And I would be remiss if I did not shout out uh, the fact that Willie Killy uh, at Dead Air Studios mixed these tracks and he did, okay. a, he did a bang up job on it. We yeah, have that it sound good. We haven't mentioned uh, Wilk in a minute, so I wanted to give him the the shout out that he deserves. It's good to see he's still getting steady work out there. And doesn't it seem fitting that this band is from Cleveland as well? Uh, in what sense? I mean, Cleveland has such a fucking like an unexpectedly important place in like oh, yeah. punk and just just basically rock and shit like this. Um, For sure, yeah. you know, it's it's such an unexpected place to find so much like good shit happening Um, for sure yeah and it's always been that way right yep definitely i mean cleveland has like one of my favorite favorite historic hardcore and punk scenes in the in the entire country for sure so so yeah i think that that uh you're correct that is fitting so yeah again shout shout out to mike thanks for sending that in that was uh that was definitely a lot better than the stuff we heard before and i am uh i'm stoked to hear your next effort for sure Mm -hmm. so uh let's roll the dice and see what's next all right had uh, had two winners so far. Six again. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Six is uh, Wrong War. So I'm um, hoping this is a winner as well. It's it's uh, wrongwar.bandcamp.com, based out of Chicago, as I mentioned. Um, members, uh, okay, so so not just members of Auto, also members of Current, uh, Cavalry, the uh, Phenoms, and Salvo Beta. I the, I I got to say the only two out of those I know are Current and Ottawa. Um, yeah. but, but, uh, but as rich miles, you know, he mentioned to the, uh, the articles of faith comparison, that is, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's strong, strong praise for sure. So I'm hoping that, uh, that, that is, uh, that's accurate. Let me see if, uh, if rich suggested a specific song on here, I can't remember, but I feel like he may have. No, well, he didn't. the song it loads is first shot, first shot misses. And there's a video along with it as well. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put up the warning here though. Um, this has the potential for old guy shit. For sure. It does. But even though Rich is like in hardcore, here's an old guy. Uh, typically his, his taste does not veer into old guy territory. I'm just seeing salt and pepper and just straight out fucking gray beards and horn rim glasses. So 
you know, no, for sure. just uh, be aware. Santa Claus might be coming to town, bringing you fucking coal <laughs> from old guy North Pole. Well, I'm not going to watch the video because I would rather read the lyrics. Oh, so the the lyrics aren't with the video. Yeah, you can. The video comes up on the screen. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's uh, how, how handy that is. Um, all right, cool. So we'll uh, we'll listen to that one then. So we're gonna listen to. Fr- uh, sorry, I just had a bunch of spicy chili, and it's uh, really catching up with me now. Uh, so we're gonna listen to "First Shot Misses" by Wrong War off of their uh, debut EP, "Fixed Against Forever." <laughs> So we just uh, listened to the song First Shot Misses by the band Wrong War off of their debut EP, Fixed Against Forever. And, uh, yo, I don't think that veered into old guy territory. I mean, it definitely had, like, classic influences, but uh, they were done in an incredibly tasteful way. And Rich's comparison to uh, later era Articles of Faith was definitely apt. Um, It was fast the whole way through. It kept the energy up. Uh, The lyrics were incredibly well penned. Um, intelligent, uh, poignant. Uh, the video was uh, for anybody that didn't didn't watch along at home. Was uh, footage from the Pink Triangles Rising. Um, it's uh, I believe that it is a documentary that uh, documents uh, a particular incident incident that happened um, in Chicago uh, as uh, they they kind of let you know at the beginning of the video um where the american nazi party was trying to disrupt um like a a gay pride parade um so or they were yeah 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 they were trying to disrupt the pride parade so the lyrics pertain to that and i think just in general pertain to a lot of shit that is uh, incredibly relevant um presently unfortunately yeah because nothing ever fucking changes right fucking nazis marching on fucking along with like supposedly just average americans marking marching on fucking washington to uh you know 
well, all 11,000 to 11,000 of the million MAGA march, right? Yeah. Dude. Stabbing people in the streets and, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, there's shit on both sides, but yo, um, I don't know, man. I think I say, uh, you get a fucking Nazi problem, throw them in a fucking starvation cage and let them hang there until their bones fall to dust. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I was watching the video and um, people are like partying and stuff. And it, it says in July 1982, the American Nazi Party announced plans to disrupt Chicago's pride parade by means of an anti-gay neo-Nazi rally. And then it says um, the following footage shows what happened when Chicago's LGBTQ plus community provide uh, pro worker organized labor groups and the other uh, purveyors of love inclusion and justice came together in a show of unity to stop them. The only thing missing from those joyous partying scenes were the grim images of fucking Nazis hanging from trees and the fucking guts being stomped into the fucking mud as these people like partied all around them. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no place for these motherfuckers and there's no fucking solution for them. Um, for sure. So that would have been so that that would have been cool if like there was juxtaposed with people like loving and partying like <laughs> grim fucking pictures of like jackbooted thugs hanging from trees with crows picking out their eyeballs. Yeah, for sure. That's an image I would never tire of seeing for sure. Um so uh so yeah, all in all, I mean that uh beyond just like the 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 relevance of the uh, lyrical content and all that. Uh musically that ripped. That was good, fast, classic classic yeah. style hardcore um it uh, it definitely lived up to the promise that uh, rich miles offered up when he he made that articles of faith comparison that's uh, that was really really good stuff i there's i got nothing bad to say about that at all nope i'm really glad it was not old guy stuff i'm really glad that it was um contemporary it felt youthful it was well delivered it was not you know, pining back to some, some glory day that never was. And it wasn't like inward looking on like the wisdom that you've achieved after you fucked off for 20 years and then decided to start a band again. For sure. Um, It was, it was, you know, I don't know what, you know, any of the people in these bands, obviously, I don't know what they've been doing since, I don't know, fucking current in Ottawa, which has been goddamn, you know, 25, 30 years. Um, Maybe not that long, but you know what I'm saying, 20, 25 years yeah. um, or more. But uh, I'm glad that it seemed to just pick up in a relevant note right where it left off. Definitely. Yeah, that was uh, that was undeniably good. Nothing nothing to really dislike there if you like uh, fast, energetic, classic style of hardcore. That was good. Uh, thanks to Rich for sending that our way. I'm definitely going to check out the rest of that. It's uh, it's nine songs too, so yo, that, take note. That is a that is a proper first offering. They, uh, a proper release. Yeah, for sure. They're just like, hey, no, uh, no three song bullshit. We're just gonna release nine songs right out the gate. I was uh, gonna point out that like, and love has six songs, and mm-hmm. it says you can order a twelve inch LP. Yo, that is not a twelve inch LP. <laughs> it is not. No, it is not. Especially is, with the song lengths on this. That is that is uh, a seven inch EP. That is a seven inch, and if it's on a twelve inch, it's a single sided 45, 45 RPM twelve inch EP. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was great. Thanks, uh, thanks again to Rich for sending that in. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. All right, three. Okay, three is Fuse. So this is uh, this is the the international band that John from the Path sent in this week. Like I said, I'm very glad that uh, that's a weekly ritual now. Um, this band is from Singapore. The Bandcamp is FuseHC.BandCamp.com. 
I dig the artwork. I like the logo. It's just sort of like a kind of sloppy, hand-drawn, graffiti-style logo, which uh, I'm always a sucker for when it's well done. High contrast, black and white, Xerox-looking cover. Um, I dig dig the aesthetic of the band for sure. There's a big big write-up, but uh, I'll read that while we're listening to the song. So they got – they they were wise. They skipped the intro and had the second Mm -hmm. song – had the second song queued up to play, so we'll go with that. So uh, we're going to listen to Off the Leash by the band Fuse off of their uh, their release, This Segregation Will End. We just heard the song Off the Leash by the band Fuse off of their release, This Segregation Will End. Uh, that was uh, that was really solid, just competent, straight-up hardcore. Um, not necessarily in the same way that End Love was, but this is, again, sort of like a little bit of an amorphous style of hardcore that doesn't super tidily fit into a highly specific subcategory because it encompasses various different influences but it's uh it's a little bit easier to put the finger on those influences than it is with a band like and love but this is definitely just sort of like hardcore with no modifier you know what i mean this is just this is a hardcore band um similar to something like i mentioned restraining order earlier that's a good reference contemporary reference point for this or a big laugh or something like that there's Mm -hmm. fast parts there's uh some bouncy mashy parts that definitely are pulling from like late 80s era new york hardcore stuff like breakdown and shit like that um it's overall just like kind of a it's a it's a it's a greatest hits of like the best elements of a lot of different styles of hardcore over the last 30 40 years um and done done pretty convincingly done pretty well it didn't blow me away but i definitely liked it would definitely watch this band live and pick up a tape uh would for sure book this band not not a standout among a lot of bands that are doing stuff like this per se but definitely not like bottom of the barrel at, by any stretch of the imagination this was like good solid like b i would give it you know a solid b rating hardcore fun probably probably dope to to watch live um nothing bad to say about it at all you know yeah i concur um this definitely you know you mentioned like bouncy new york stuff this definitely had a bit more of a I guess classic '80s style that you could pin it a little closer to than like "In Love," right? Yeah. Um, 
it, yeah, it, it was straight middle of the road for me. Um, it was fine. It was listenable. I enjoy it. I like a lot of hardcore that sounds like this. Um, but I'm not going to remember this band necessarily other than to right. know that they're from Singapore. Right. For sure. If this band were from the States and so, you know, if this band were from an, a region that like, I don't know, I hear a lot of hardcore from, mm-hmm. I would say, I, I don't know if this is a band from California, I wouldn't remember them period. Right. Um, but I will remember them, these guys, cause they're from Singapore and I don't hear a ton of stuff that comes out of Singapore, even though I know there's lots of stuff in Singapore. For sure. Um, you know, it's very active down there, but, uh, in that region of the world, um, it's just that, uh, you know, we don't necessarily hear a lot of it over here. Yeah. At least I don't. Um, so yeah, this is fine. Um, yeah, we check them out live. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Yeah. It's uh, just fine. Just dandy hardcore. Um, that sounds like a bunch of other hardcore. That, it basically, it's exactly like the dude that wrote this up, John Sharback, given, given sharing life press that wrote up this little thing for Fuse. Oh, it's John John from the band Give. Uh, Give which, oh. So the band Give, who I love. Oh, and, and, and he, does, he does Shining Life Press, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know who these people are. Um it's like uh, you know, like I'm not following my my favorite hardcore acts like a, it's a fucking sports team. You know what I mean? You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? I, like I I, just, I, I I don't give a shit where the fuck Antonio Brown is playing football right now. I don't give a fuck. Right? He's not I, with the, he's not with the Steelers anymore. Who gives a shit? Um, John Sharback might not even be a real human being. I know that Give at least had human beings playing music in the band, but I don't know who the fuck they were. Right? I just I just follow the efforts of people who do other stuff that I enjoyed so that I can hopefully enjoy the new things that they're doing. I guess. I'm just not usually interested in the persona, so to speak. I'm just interested in, in the band and, uh, you know... You guys could fuck off as as actual people, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, but he says you've heard hardcore like this. You like hardcore like this. Um. But it's not like those tough guy hardcore bands. Yeah, that's basically what we just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, it's good. It's 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 good. Uh, I'll remember it because it's from Singapore. But yep. um, you know whatever it's 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 a solid it's a solid b yeah for sure and uh, again will uh, will killingsworth behind the boards on this didn't mix this one but he mastered it um and we have a recurring name that i've seen i know he plays in a handful of bands i can't remember what they are off the top of my head and i know he's done some art for some shit but the artwork for this was done by uh, a man named nicky rat who i every time i see his name in print his or her or theirs i'm not sure every time i see their name in print um, I love it just because it's such a stupid, such a stupid made up name to have. And, uh, and I love it. I love just a, a classic shitty punk name, a, mon- a self, a self, uh, awarded punk moniker. And Nikki Rad is about as stupid as it gets, but, uh, but I think Nikki's done a lot of cool stuff. So, so good on you, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was solid. Like I said, nothing else to say about it. Uh, and and uh, and and crucial, John pretty much uh, summed it up right there in the description. So there you go. Uh, Fuse from Singapore. If you dug it, I think that you can get. Uh, I think you can get cassette copies of this. Uh, oh no, this is this came out on uh, this came out right. on vinyl actually. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. All right. How many we have left? Six. Uh, yeah, we got six left. Yep. All right. Five. All right. This is Nutrition. Was hoping that we would land on this. The Bandcamp is neontasterecords.bandcamp.com. Nutrition is a band based out of British Columbia, uh, Vancouver. 
And like I said, this is a uh, this is an upcoming EP, so there's like three pre pre release tracks off of it. Steve recommended Citywide, which is the second to last track on the release. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we'll go with his suggestion on that. And I think it's the one that they have queued up to play too. So evidently they concur. So okay. uh, so we're gonna listen to Citywide by the band Nutrition off of their No EP. Okay, we just heard the song Citywide by the band Nutrition off of their No EP. Nate, how'd you like that? Uh, I like that. It grew on me. At first, I wasn't sure what... what um, at first, I wasn't sure what to think, but the more I listened to it, the like, the more I liked the uh, shitty sassiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. It grew on me. And uh, I wish I knew what these guys, what he was saying, because I'm hoping it's really stupid. <laughs> yes. Um, and I wish I knew what they look like. Yeah. Um, because if you look on the, uh, the web, the, the, um, neon taste.com, if neon waste, pardon me, if you go to, no, it's neon um, taste, neon taste. Yeah. Um, no, it's neon waste is the name of the store anyway. Oh, that's the name of the store. Okay. Neonwaste.com. Um, but if you look, there's a dude yelling in the microphone that looks like a failed magician. <laughs> that's a really good description of somebody. He's got like this, he's got like. At least in the in the in the high contrast like graininess of the shitty picture here, <laughs> he does look got, like a failed magi- magician. He, right. like, he looks like a failed magician. He looks like he looks like he's put on a few lbs since his last show. He's kind of letting his magician hair grow out, and so it's almost kind of clown hair. At uh-huh. least in the image here, yeah. he's got a shitty mustache and some high arched eyebrows. Yeah. Um, so he looks like a failed magician yelling <laughs> into a mic, and I'm hoping that's the dude that we just heard. Same. Yes. And I'm hoping that whatever he's singing about, it's really fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I did like that. I liked, I liked the jangliness of it. I liked the, um, the sassiness of it. There was, uh, you know, it wasn't when you look at like neon tastes, other, um, like other releases, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause they released like the bootlicker stuff. Yep. Oh, they're from, that's why. Cause they're all from fucking Vancouver. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it. I like that. I'm probably going to probably pick that up. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I I uh, I loved that actually. That's that's uh, that's one of the better songs I, I think I've 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 heard this month. That uh, that was really really good. That uh, it it occupies like a space that we we've kind of like touched on this before, where there's there's this wave of bands. I mean, you could you can compare it to a lot of different contemporary bands like uh, Uranium club or Eurochromes or something like that. Um, yeah. But all those bands like occupy this really strange sort of, uh, of space where it's like, it's, it's hard. It's, it's interesting because they are in essence, they're almost like post hardcore bands of a different ilk, not post hardcore as we understand it as a genre, but bands that are like clearly informed by hardcore, but are also pulling from a lot of like pre and proto hardcore influences too. Like this, this obviously has influences from like, early post-punk and stuff like the weirder elements of early post-punk like swell maps and shit like that but like the speed and the energy of a lot of bands that are this band included that are playing stuff like this is clearly informed by like classic 80s hardcore too like you couldn't really arrive to this iteration of like post-punk stuff without hardcore so it's like a really weird sort of middle ground that incorporates elements of classic post-punk and classic hardcore in this like sort of strange amorphous way and uh it just so happens that it appeals to so many of my sensibilities at once that pretty much anytime i hear a band that sounds like this i immediately love it uh and this is this is no exception this was really good it was like fast energetic to the point seems like all the tracks on this are uh, are, are are the same way because the first track on here is a minute long the third track's a, you know a minute and a half. This is only a six song release. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I love this. It, it it it's got all the brevity and energy of hardcore and uh, and the weirdness and the sassy delivery of of as you mentioned, like of early post punk. So there's pretty much nothing about this that I don't like. I loved this. Uh, thanks thanks to Steve for sending this in. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's Steve's one of my oldest friends and. Uh, you know, he's the person that got me into this years and years and years ago. Um, and it, he's like one of those dudes that when you meet somebody and you click right away. Yeah. Never met that dude before in my life. Right. But by the end of the day, he was like my best bud. Yeah. Yep. For so, sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's and, and like he introduced me to so much cool shit and it's just cool to see like him putting his fucking ear to the ground again, too. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I I had the pleasure of meeting Steve when we uh, when we went to Chicago uh, for the the ill fated show that we were that we were not able to actually see. Um, we were going to go see a veil uh, in D four, and it was like on the day that COVID like hit, where like right. shutdowns began and everything. So the show got canceled yeah. literally the day of. The day COVID broke, right? Yeah, the day COVID broke, indeed. Uh, so yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting Steve, and uh, he is indeed a rad fucking dude. Um, actually, did it, did I meet him before that when he was up at the field house, or was that after that? Yeah, you've you've met him before then too. Yeah, yeah, he was at the field house. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah, that was rad. Thanks to Steve for sending that in. I'm definitely gonna listen to the rest of that and uh, almost certainly pick up a copy of it. So yep. uh, let's uh, let's keep let's let's roll the dice one more time. We're only uh, we're like a, a little over an hour in, and I think we only got a couple phone calls. So okay, four. All right, one, two, three, four. All right, cool. So this band is Autolith. The Bandcamp is autolith.bandcamp.com. The release is Caustic Light. Person who said this in, like I said, compared it favor- favorably to uh, to like his hero is gone and kind of burly crust of that ilk, um, which is usually shit that I like. I mean, we've both gone on record uh, as being uh, being his hero is gone stands for sure. Mm. So I, I uh, think that like if you're not 
something's fucking weird in your head. You know what I mean? Either, yeah. either like, like if you're not, it's because you are born and bred and firmly encamped in like the weirdo department that like nutrition comes from. Right. Um, having never delved into the, the, um, the scarier, horrier, you know, alley, alleyways of, uh, not whore, W H O R E, but H O A R Y. Yes. Um, like the scarier, like grislier alleyways of punk and hardcore, um, or, um, you're completely fucking aloof, but it's pretty hard to deny like, you know, monuments of thieves or something like that. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, because if you, if you like fast stuff, they got you covered, but like, if you like hard stuff, they also have you covered. And uh, and it's really hard. Like, like we talk about very, um, influential bands of the 90s of which there were many mm-hmm. but it's really hard at least in the waters that that i swum in it's really hard to think of a more like long-term influential band than like his heroes gone no for sure yeah that just I, completely fucking changed the landscape for the next 15 years easily 20 years Yep. No, definitely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a high bar to lead with making the, his heroes gone comparison for sure. So I'm going into this maybe with some skewed expectations. Um, he suggested listening to the second song on this vice blessing. Um, right. so, uh, so we'll, we'll go with that. So I'm going to, we're going to hear vice blessing by Autolith off of their EP caustic light.
Okay, we just heard the song Vice Blessing by the band Autolith off of their EP Caustic Light. Nate, how'd you like that? Yeah, I mean, His Hero's Gone comparison is apt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a little more, um, I mean, obviously pulling from other more modern influences as well that kind of led it to be a little more self-indulgent than you would typically hear as His Hero's contract be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by and large, this was well done. It was, I, I, I wasn't a fan of the production. Um, I don't know. I wanted it to fucking boom a lot more. I wanted it to trample me. Yeah. Um, and this didn't production wise, but the song itself was dope and, uh, it hit a lot of good chords for me. Um, I'd like to see this band live. This is not the sort of thing that I listen to a lot on my own. Right. Um, I like seeing bands like this live as long as they, we always say, keep it fucking short. Right. Yep. I'm sorry. My, my, brain doesn't want to my ears don't want to hear you for more than 20 minutes yeah um keep it short keep it fucking mean um get in get out don't fuck around right um i'd like to see this band live uh i'm not buying this um just because i know i'd never listen to it um i have lots of stuff that's in this lane that i almost never dig out because at least not for the past five or more years it's just not something that i really want to fuck with right mm-hmm. but on the whole this is pretty good this tiptoes right up to the line of being for me anyway it tiptoes right up to the line that a lot of other bands cross in this sort of style where they start to get a little too full of themselves and overwrought and indulgent in the songwriting and the track length just drags on and on and on and on. Right. Um, like that guitar solo. Um, I'm glad that it didn't go any further than that. Yeah. Uh, Cause I could see any number of other bands that are playing that, that played something like this 10 years ago, drawing that part out for three minutes. For sure. Yes. Right. And, and, and it looks like they may do that on some of the other tracks on this. Cause the last song on here is almost eight minutes long. The next song after yeah. this is, is five, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's, there's obvious, like there's a lot of neurosis influence in this too, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's in band too. Like I really like neurosis. I've seen them a bunch live. They fucking kill live. You know, I'm all about basically, well, the few exceptions, like most neurosis albums are really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I almost never listen to them. Like, right. Times of Grace is a fucking undeniably cl- crushing classic record. Yes. Um, but I I never listen to it. For sure. Yeah. No, I feel you. I so I I have like a a, a pretty similar relationship with a lot of this stuff, and it's it's kind of interesting just because of how formative music like this that sounds like this in this lane is for me in contrast with how little I listen to it actively and really how little I've ever actively listened to it on my own time. But, but seeing these bands live was definitely like bands in this lane live was super formative for me. And like largely because of the shows that you were booking at the house when I was, you know, a straight up child, um, a lot of the bands that I saw live outside of just like the local, like more basic, like punk and metalcore scenes and shit that were going on at the time were bands that were very much in this lane. Um, and that for sure opened my eyes to an entire world of, uh, of stuff like this. I mean, seeing bands like local level bands 
that were touring uh, the U.S. in like the mid mid aughts that that sounded like this. Even though a lot of those bands didn't necessarily stick with me, seeing them and them like turning me onto this style of music is what got me into His Hero Is Gone and Neurosis and Tragedy and all of that kind of stuff that most definitely was incredibly formative for me. So, so yeah, I have an interesting relationship with this kind of stuff where like, I almost always like it. And if I see it live and it's good, like if it's well-played and it's to the point, like I pretty much always fuck with it and enjoy the set. But yeah, I rarely, I just kind of rarely put this stuff on when I'm chilling and, you know, in my house by myself, but it's uh, it's undeniably really, really good at what it does for sure. I think part of it is, when you see a band like this, I, I talked about the recording here and the production, right? Because I, I do, I do think, for me anyway, um, that it was. Uh, I, I like. I'm not listening through shitty cheap headphones. They're not top of the line, right? Right. But these are, you know, decent headphones. They're better than any other headphones I've ever worn. They're sure as shit. Not just like fucking, you know, earbuds. Yeah. But um, like this didn't crush me. The recording didn't crush me. Right. And so like this music, its intent is to like crush with the heaviness and and its delivery. But I think it just fails on recording a lot. And I think it fails on equipment a lot. Like I don't have a stereo system that could play Times of Grace the way that I want to hear Times of Grace, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's 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 like you can't I can't turn um I, I can't turn the volume up loud enough for, you know, uh, Monuments to Thieves. Right. Um, I just can't. And I think that maybe that's why I don't listen to it is because, you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, these bands perform this stuff live and live. You do get the volume. You do get the intensity. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to fucking hear like, I want to, I want to hear like every abrasive note, not only in my head, but like, through like you know uh contact transmission like through the bones you know what yeah, i mean like sure. when you when you can feel that shit in your bones when, when when notes are hit and you can look at like a digital display and it like wobbles you know what i mean definitely or every little symbol hit is is just like this ear piercing like like grating fucking thing you know what i mean so it, it affects me in in more ways and i don't think that that necessarily comes across on uh like at least the equipment that i have to play to play it and so that's probably why i don't listen to a lot of that stuff you know for sure um a track like a track like belief right on on Mm -hmm. times of grace Mm -hmm. it's not like a super intricate track it's not uh it's not overly written to like punish right but the song performed live absolutely fucking overwhelms you right and uh i don't know maybe just like playback equipment that i own just doesn't do it any justice maybe what i'm saying is we need to take some of this fucking patreon money and save up so i can get an absolutely fucking punishing new stereo that might that that's 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 a that's a fair assertion that might need to happen right um so yeah i think if anything it's just a testament to the fact that like certain shit just translates better live because it is like it's more than just an audio experience it's like a multi-sensory experience i mean i think when you were talking about that uh, something that immediately came to mind was one of my favorite live bands to see of all time and a band that i can probably count the times that i have listened to them outside of a live setting on 
one hand, maybe two hands, you know, beast yeah. of the beast of the field, right? Yeah, like homies of ours. I've seen that band literally dozens of times. Yeah, absolutely incredible live band. Fucking punishing like physically punishing and it, it can completely engaging experience where like when you're watching them that's you're you're consumed by it right it washes over you it's like a physical experience but i never listen to it at home because yeah it just isn't it i i want it to be that like multi-sensory experience like and without all of those elements there it's just not the same so yeah i think that you probably touched on something music like this is i think definitely best experienced uh experienced live um but again undeniably very good at what it does if you do dig sitting around your house listening to this type of shit this is uh this is about as good as it gets in this lane for sure yeah so on that note We've got uh, we got through six bands tonight. Um, we didn't dislike anything that we heard, which is dope. Uh, I really liked a few things we heard, and we've only got two messages tonight. So let's uh, let's just bang those out real quick and then call it a day. When was the last time we ever fucking jumped on something? It's, it's been, been a while. minute. It's been a minute. We we haven't had anything like offensively bad in a grip. Yeah, it's been. I'm trying to think of the last time that somebody submitted something. I mean, you know, we can go back, of course, the whole fucking Jet Jaguar debacle. Right. Um, you know, I really, man, I really do appreciate it when a band, well, they didn't, they, they were, they didn't submit themselves, did they? Uh, you know? no, I don't believe they did. No. I really do appreciate it when a band lays its head on the fucking tracks just to see what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, same. Um, same. You know, but like, it's been a while. I kind of, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, maybe there's no more bad music being written. That's just it. Yeah. Right. We, it's all, it's all okay. It's all at least okay. Well, you know, I mean, you have made a big to do about trying to turn over a, a new leaf and we have had a few things I mean, because we've had a few things in the last couple of months that we shit on for sure, but like nothing that we've really gone in on. But some stuff that I feel like maybe in 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 past years, either one of us may have leaned into a little bit harder. But I think, you know, maybe maybe we're just we're growing as people. Yeah. Can you name any of them? Any of the bands that we would have leaned into harder? Yeah. Um, one that came to mind, but we kind of gave a pass on it because like it seemed to be tongue in cheek was that Shadow Man band. Yeah, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like it was like really tough kind of beat down. Like not beat oh, down, but Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, but that's because what else can you say about a band like that? I we did give it cuz it seemed tongue in cheek. We did like the aesthetic of like right. this concept record about a, a a villain, right? Right. Yeah. Um but man, I mean, I, torrents of fucking shit have come down on beat down bands from right. us, especially yes. from me. Yes. Um, so, you know, like what else can you say? How many times can you uh, refry those beans, so to speak? For sure. Um, I mean, and- the, you know, we, we started this whole series, this whole podcast was the opening volley was you shitting on a beatdown band. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I'm just, it's been a while since we've had a real fucking stinker, Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm- nice. It's also kind of nice to fucking be a bully. <laughs> I think I think that like the 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 golden like the 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 sort of like uh golden formula for perfect perfection when it comes to shitting on bands is when like you know because we we pretty consistently chart on like the apple music podcast like the music you know in the top 100 200 whatever like music commentary things so I think what has always led to 
the best results is when somebody who's browsing those, some PR person or like manager for a band <laughs> yeah. browsing those and is like, oh, this is a, this podcast, you know, they talk about punk music and, and new and upcoming bands. Let's send it in with no prior knowledge of the show. That right. to me, because that's how we got Bonnie and the Mere Mortals. You know what I mean? That's how we got uh, Nixed all that kind of shit that's yeah. that's the that's a formula for fucking success right there yeah, so that, that is that is the best that's that's like just it's like it's like finding a fucking chick book in a shitter at the gas station <laughs> yes right you know? exactly yeah um all right so uh yeah so let's uh let's tackle these couple uh couple voicemails real quick all right yo what's up Dave and gray this is uh gmt from canada how you guys doing I'm doing great. Hey, I was listening to the show today and um, kind of got inspired to chat about something real quick. Uh, and I didn't prepare in advance, so let's hope I get it out. Uh, so, Nate, uh, and Gray yourself, too. You know, have you guys, have you guys noticed that, um, I don't know, I found when I got to be like 35, 36, 37, all of a sudden I just got so fucking emboldened by all of the insane character traits that I had previously up to that point been kind of, you know, sometimes remiss to really lean into depending on the scenario. And I'm wondering if you guys ever noticed that too. And, you know, as a side thing for some of you younger listeners out there, if, if you're listening, if you stick with this uh, kind of shithead approach to life, um, it gets way better. So yeah, that, that's about it. And uh, I guess the last thing I just wanted to say to everyone is, don't you guys think that uh, the punk rockers? We got to bring back that swastika, kind of like, uh, kind of like Sid Vicious. <laughs> well, they, that's. I think that's more. That's. I'm. I'm still only thirty, so you know. I think that's more directed at you. So, uh, his 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 pretense here is his point is that like once he got to be in his mid thirties, he felt like he could sort of lean on like he 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 felt cool about being shitty. <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean the way he characterized it was leaning into into character traits that he previously would have been remiss to embrace in certain scenarios oh yeah i mean i don't know i mean maybe it's just me but i have a hard time real like i think most people have a hard time maybe seeing like the the incremental changes in themselves over the years you know for sure like i know that if i went back and looked at like my uh 15 year old self I, I would hate myself fucking hate myself right right but i'm pretty sure i'd be okay with like my 22 year old self right yeah um i don't think i've changed that much but i'm sure that i have i do recall so like i guess i've always kind of been shitty um <laughs> and, and, and 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 i mean i'm not like shitty in like i i don't know maybe i am i don't know who knows what the fuck people think of me i don't give a shit either but um you know like I like to think that I'm a friendly guy. Yeah. But um I just hate everything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll go out on my way to help you out and to be, you know, hospitable to people and, and so forth. And and uh I enjoy helping people and I enjoy not being a shitty dude, but I am a shitty dude. Um like I've always been like a shitty cynical dude. Right. Um I can recall when I was young, I don't know, my teens, um saying something to the effect over at my, a friend of mine's house whose dad was, you know, fairly religious and I believe still is. Um, you know, well, I said something like, 
I tell you what, the best thing, I, something, like, something like, the best thing I like about the way I am is I'm, is I'm cynical and I have faith in nothing. And I was like 16 or 17 years old and it caused his dad to like want to intervene and like, <laughs> like, like get me to pray and go to church and shit. Right. And, you know, I was like, oh, fuck that. That's fucking gay. Um, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck off. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't know. So am I leaning into it more than I ever have? I don't know. Cause I've always leaned into it pretty heavy and I don't think I lean, I'm, believe me, I definitely am, um, a bit of a fucking heel on this show. Um, cause I don't think I'm nearly this shitty in person. You're, you're definitely not. No. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, if you get me going sooner or later, sooner or later, you're right. GMT sooner or later, if you get me talking long enough, the door will crack open. Right. And whereas before I might be like, Oh no, 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 no. And close <laughs> that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'll, cr- I'll crack it open a little bit. And I'll side eye and I'll think, okay, they seem to be okay with that. <laughs> you right. know, it's like my it's like my dog trying to crawl up on the couch, right? Yeah. And then and then I'll be like, all right, well, let's see if they could take a little bit of this. And I'll <laughs> kick it open a little bit more, maybe open up the window some. And uh it doesn't take long. You spend you spend an hour with me and pretty soon we're talking about, you know whatever as long as uh you know i'm as long as it's shitty (laughs) right well you know that that kind of like touches on a thing that we've joked about before but is is actually deadly serious in the sense that like you know we talk about wanting to branch out and like start start a band and shit and do stuff with you know because like we've talked about like our drummer doesn't really like to tour and get together and stuff and it's not that the like the litmus test the litmus test isn't like are you up can you play this style of music what are your influences whatever like all those are present but the primary barrier to entry is like i don't think that these people would like being around us like (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't i don't think that these people could hang like with the shit that we're gonna start saying as you mentioned within an hour tops like no, no one's going to like us. You know what I'm saying? And like, and they're going to tell people how we really are when the, when the curtains are, are, are drawn and no one's looking, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so I have like a, I have kind of an interesting perspective on this too, just because like, you know, Nate, you mentioned not caring how, how people perceive you or whatever, just because I'm, I'm younger than you obviously. And I've like grown up with social media and whatnot. And I've, 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 I guess gained, I'm more, I'm more public facing than a lot of people are just because I've played music that has been marginally popular in independent music scenes here and there throughout the course of my life. Um, I've gotten a lot of like active feedback about what people think of me. And I think the general consensus is that I've always been shitty. Um, and, and lots and lots of people really fiercely dislike me. In fact, even though Nate, as you pointed out, you kind of are the heel on the show, um, overall, like any time that I see shitty feedback f- about the show, it's always about me. It's never about you. I've never seen anyone like really like go in on you. Uh, but people frequently say shit about me and like want to fight me and stuff. Well, so, <laughs> so it's there's because it's because I saw the whole social I'm, and dude, I, you know, I say this all the time. I'm not saying this just to fucking say, I told you so. But I saw it all for what it was all the way back in like 2004. Right. And there was no fucking way I was signing up to that shit. Yeah. And now people are like, you know, hey, we need to jump ship. But gosh, I can't. 
Yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm like inextricably bound to it because like the, the 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 balance of my livelihood hangs in like is is dependent upon like maintaining these social media presences and whatnot, and it and it fucking sucks for sure. But yeah, it's given me insight into into what people think of me, and like yeah, I, I would say easily hundreds of if not thousands of people. Uh, fiercely dis- dislike me. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I think the general consensus by a, a considerable amount of people is that I've always been shitty. So I'm not sure if I'm if I'm leaning into that more as I get older. I think maybe I, different aspects of my shittiness um, are 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 maybe more on display depending upon what what uh, what part of my life I'm in. Because if you caught me in my early 20s, you would have caught me, uh, you know, screaming at people about veganism and and straight edge and uh, and leftist and uh and being like a weird ideologue if you catch me at 30 um you you might uh you might find me being nihilistic and cynical to the point uh that i would say many people find at the very least um distasteful and others find uh completely repellent so yeah so i don't know i can't really speak to that i i i am i will say i've managed to navigate life um semi-successfully in the sense that I'm not dead and I have uh, food and shelter. I'm not sure. <laughs> As you, you're only, you're only, you're only marginally more successful than um, a fucking refugee that has uh, found a, a, a discarded MRE. On the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on the path out of the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know. I, I, I will say that that whatever I, I, I find it hard to self-reflect on the quality of my personhood. I think I think that at my core I'm a good person as far as being like a grading personality. I can't really speak to that because on the flip side, it, it, the person I am seems to have uh, seems to instill a, a fierce degree of loyalty in a different brand of person. So I can't really speak to which one of those groups is uh, more correct about their analysis of me as a human. But uh, all in all, I'm 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 getting by. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing until I'm dead. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe back to G. Michael Thomas's point, though. It, it, when you reach that age, you know, when you're younger, you feel like whether it's for whatever reason, social, you know perceived social obligations with current friend circles, right? Because, you know, by and large, when you're in your 20s, most of the people that you're friends with now, you ain't going to fucking see them in five years. And like all this important, these people that are so fucking important to you, they, they're going to be gone. Trust me, they're going to be gone. And you're going to be a loser just like me. Um, <laughs> the, the only one, the, 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 the only one left standing that still gives a shit about this stuff. That's why all of my friends are at least 10 years younger than me. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, with, with a handful of, with maybe like two, the exception of like two people, mm-hmm. um, I do not talk to people like my age. I'm just not interested in what you got going on in your life because you decided to fucking become an adult for some goddamn reason. Right. Um, and so like when you're younger, you have different like social obligations to people where you feel like maybe you need to thread the needle or maybe like you're younger and you're in the dating scene and you need to thread a fucking needle because you know, believe me, um, being a shitty dude ain't going to get you laid. Um, (laughs) it sure as hell ain't going to get you laid. Um, so, but you get to a certain age and you realize who gives a fuck. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And so you just kind of, maybe you don't lean into it, so to speak. Um, but you just don't really care anymore about, you know, if your if your zipper's down. 
For sure. Yeah. I felt, I, I feel my concern evaporate more and more with each passing day. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and it honestly, it's, it's translated to way more personal happiness. So it's working for me. Um, so, uh, we just got one more message. Let's, uh, let's bang it out real quick and then wrap it up. All right. What the fuck is up, Gray and Nate? First of all, I got to say, fuck you both. You're a bunch of pussy bitches. And my address, fuck you. You can DM me. Gray, you and I are friends on Facebook. Hit me up. This is Jeff. Man, I got to say, though, for real, like, some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. I love this show, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly not even in my right mind right now, but what the fuck is up? I hope you guys are doing good. Stay safe. Well, that's awfully nice of Jeff. It is. Um, but I will say that that perhaps isn't the most um, um, impactful and um, resounding um, statements of approval, given that you just <laughs> said you're not in your right mind right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, so via context clues, I think I can, I think I know, I think I know what Jeff this is, um, because he's po- he posts in the Facebook group fairly frequently, and I think I think Jeff has fallen on some hard times as of late. Um, so as I've said to some people before who have expressed their uh, their admiration for their show, um, you know, if uh, if we could provide a, a little light in your day if you're going through a hard time, then uh, that's that's good enough for me. I'm happy to be able to do that for you. I'm glad you enjoy it, and uh, I genuinely hope that uh, that shit gets better for you soon. I know that uh, I know things have not been not been great as of late, but uh, you know, life is uh, peaks and valleys, buddy. It'll uh, it'll get better, and then undoubtedly it'll get vastly worse again, worse than you could ever imagine or conceive. Uh, but if you stick that out, it'll again get better, and then you pretty much just seesaw back and forth from extreme. Uh, from extreme to extreme until you one day die unceremoniously. So just hang in there and it'll get better and then worse and better and worse again uh, for the next 60 so years if you're lucky. Unless you get rich and then it just keeps getting better. Yeah, unless you get rich. So so set your sights on that and work hard for it right. at I the mean, expense of all else in your life. Literally. I mean, sitting on a fucking dragon's hoard of money um, – certainly makes up for a lot of bullshit. It sure does. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I don't have it, but believe me, if I did, um, you could send in any band you want. I'd be like, who gives a shit? It's great. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I got a fucking billion dollars. You know what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's what's up? Who gives a shit? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, man, what a sickness it must be because if I had if I had like that kind of money, Mm-hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and yeah. uh, I would try my damnedest to spend it all by the time I was dead. <laughs> For sure, I sure yes. as hell wouldn't get into a pissing contest to see if I could get more billions of dollars than the other billionaires. <laughs> no, no way. No, like, I would. Why, why the fuck do they do anything at all? Why do they do anything? Right? right. Why? 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 Why does? Why does Jeff Bezos? Why? Why is he even like known to still exist on the planet? Right. Yes. Yeah. This is an excellent question. Why is his name attached to anything, dude? You've got so much fucking money. Just fuck off, right? Go live the fucking fucking dream of spending that shit as crazy as you fucking can or doing as much good as possible. Who gives a shit if Amazon sinks or swims at this point? You've got yours, dude. Fuck off. Right. (laughs) Warren Buffett. 
what are you still fucking doing? You're an old ass man. You have billions of dollars. Give it away before you die and spend as much of it as you fucking can doing whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. There are literally, the sky is the limit. There are no consequences as long as your morality is okay with the hideousness of your existence. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> right, for sure. But, you know, I think maybe it's just because the personality types that have, like, the wherewithal to to put their head down and focus on nothing else save just material wealth are not right. not the type who are inclined to just, like, get wild and have a good time, you know? Yeah, but like it's dude, it's not even like they have to do anything. You know right. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Jeff Bezos could fucking I don't know, fucking disappear down a K-hole for 6 months. <laughs> yeah. And he'd still come out fucking way richer than he was before he went down it. Right. So right. like yeah, the I mean I think the question you're essentially asking is like why why are you working towards any sort of like definite goal, like a definite material goal at this point cuz you're already set. So like Yeah, like like what else could there possibly be to achieve in terms of your own like resource assuredness, right? Right. And your in your own material path like what are you doing? What People. the fuck are you doing? You know what? Fuck it. Sell Amazon, right? right? Fire everybody, right? Fire everybody and spend your money to blow up every fucking warehouse, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why the fuck and not? And you still have tons of money. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You got yours. There's literally no point for Amazon to exist. Like none. It's not like he's doing a service or anything or there's some, some great like like – world-changing charity occurring by Amazon. It's not like those people wouldn't just go get a job somewhere else than the shitty fucking cold warehouse with their shit-filled diapers because they can't take a fucking break all day. Right. right? Yeah. Like, dude, you made your fucking money. Get rid of Amazon and fuck off. Yeah. Right? Like, what, what, are you, what are you on the Washington Post for? Who gives a shit, dude? There's literally nothing that could happen on the planet aside from, like, nuclear exchange between countries or act of God, cosmic fucking influence, like a solar flare that can affect you. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. We should. Uh, so why are you doing, why are you doing anything to pursue your ever perverse and growing stack of dragon gold? <laughs> we should really flip this into like a corporate speaking engagements, you know? <laughs> I know. Like, like, I, I would. I would definitely like, like you know, all these fucking, you know, all these fucking pinners. But guys, you you'll never spend all this money, never. And at this point, like, it's like saying, "Hey, what is the feasibility of getting to Alpha Centauri versus, I don't know, um, Betelgeuse?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Which one can we get to faster? Neither of them, right? They're, 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 they're light years away. You have so much money that you are light years beyond any concern. Yes. Right? Do whatever the fuck you want, right? Mm -hmm. Have kids, fucking kill them. Right? <laughs> you could do it and no one would ever know because no one, you could have, you could have, you could have a whole family on your compound. No one would ever know. No one would ever know. Right, you could literally do as much gnarly shit as you want without consequence, yeah. Or you could do as much good as you want without consequence. And I'm letting you know, Amazon ain't doing no one no fucking good, right? That's true. Uh, like, uh, you know, fucking, 
uh, Warren Buffett's fucking hedge funding ain't doing no one any good. Uh, Bill Gates seems to be doing some fucking good, but that motherfucker still got a goddamn, you know, still got a fucking ocean of, of, of money that he sails upon. Right. Um, like, like, dude, if, if out of any of them, right, you know, like Bill Gates, okay, fine. You donate your fucking money. You're going to give all your money away before you die. That's cool. Right. Um, but still like, you know. Come on, dude. You don't have to fucking rub it in our faces, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. You don't even have to ta- attach your fucking name to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Just call it giant fucking pile of money that we're using to solve diseases fund. Yeah, just call right? it Scrooge McDuck swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, like I just don't understand it, man. So what the fuck was this guy calling about? Why, why was he talking about this? <laughs> uh, I think because uh, I think because we we advocated for oh, in in light would- of his hard times to do nothing but pursue material wealth no no he said if you want to uh, it, it, things are going to go up and down unless you're rich oh, and right, yeah, right right yeah, but that's exactly. the thing here's the thing jeff you ain't never going to be fucking rich right right um because if you were you'd already be um <laughs> so you better get coping skills instead get, 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 get coping skills and i hope things turn around because the vast majority of the people on the planet don't deserve the shit that happens to them to happen that's and true. unfortunately, the motherfuckers that do deserve it never seem to fucking get it. That's true. I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful way to end the episode. So uh, we'll just uh, we'll wrap up real quick. If you want to send me again, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. And actually, real quick before we do sign out, we have a few new Patreons I wanted to shout out. We have got Chad Leaf, um, who I chat with on occasion on inbo- or on uh, on uh, Instagram. Very, very nice individual. Uh, fan of the show. Always has nice things to say um even had nice things to say when we kind of roasted their band so much uh, much love to chad thanks for uh, thanks for subscribing what band was it? it was um i dude their name like i know i've booked this band at my fucking house um and i liked them live we just didn't love the uh we just didn't love the record and their name always fucking escapes me it's just like this really sort of like innocuous forgettable name um, mm. they're like a post hardcore band. And like, I know, I literally know this fucking band, but like every time I try to access the name in my brain, it just, it goes away. Um, yeah. so I couldn't tell you, um, <laughs> but, uh, they're, they're very good at what they do. I'll say that. Um, and then we have got Duncan Tom, another $5 patron. Thank you so much for subscribing. And then last up we have Vincent Guglielmi, I believe is how you pronounce that last name. Okay. Uh, so thank you to Vincent for subscribing. Um, beyond that, if you want to call in, uh, you know, get, get some shit off your chest like Jeff did, um, or uh, just shoot the shit like uh, GMT, you can call at 260-222-8341. Just make sure to keep it a minute and a half or under. And uh, beyond that, you know, rate review, uh, give a give us uh, give us uh, drop some nice some nice words, some nice sentiments on iTunes for us. Tell your friends all that good shit. Beyond that, I got nothing else to say. We will uh, we'll holler at you next time. Later.